Happy New Year! Gonna try something a little different. See how it goes this year. Welcome to 2022. Um, it seems like we're moving into the future, but yet we're going back or staying with the past. And I'm talking about um, what's going on with Twitter, Getter, Parler, all the all the errs, all the uh, all the silos. You know, I mean, look at this. You know, it started off with. Uh, started off with uh, Dr. Malone getting pushed off of Twitter and then getting on the Joe Rogan show and, you know, going through all his stuff about, about the vaccines, about COVID, about government response, you know, and then uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene over the weekend getting permanently banned from Twitter, I guess, for people of that political persuasion, it's now become a, uh, seems like a, a badge of, of honor to get banned from Twitter. So then you can make a big stink and, and move to another Twitter clone. So what they did was they, they all moved to Getter. I don't know why, what happened to Parler. Uh, I mean, I remember the whole stink about Parler after the election. So here's Parler. By the way, I'm I'm. This is also on YouTube, and I'm gonna see if I can put it up on my Facebook page as well. On the, uh, um, did I? I think it's on Kevin Bay uh, on my Kevin Bay Facebook page, but I don't I don't remember. Either way, it'll be up there. Parler.com and Getter.com. They're both basically Twitter clones. And you have all these supposed free speech advocates, and a lot of them are free speech advocates, but these are mostly conservative people like, uh, you know, Candace Owens and uh, uh, what the heck is her name? Uh, I should know it already. Uh, Let's see. Let me see what I got here. Uh, Gina Carano. You got Matt Walsh. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Jack uh, Posobiec. Posobiec. I don't know. Tim Pool, Dave Rubin, Ivor Cummins, Mary Catherine Hamm, um, Joe Rogan's there. Uh, so I mean, a lot of conservative, more conservative voices. I wouldn't even call Joe Rogan a conservative necessarily, but uh, people who not right now are associated with being conservative. You know, they're they're. They, they've opened up accounts over on Getter. You know, if they're not kicked off of Twitter, you can guarantee, I can guarantee that they're just going to continue to be on Twitter. But why, why would you want to move from one siloed platform to another siloed platform? You know, all you have is, are the same constraints in a different, in a, in a different uh, venue. Now, you know, maybe they won't get kicked off for saying more conservative things, but, uh, and I'm sure they will, you know, they'll they'll be more open to having some liberal voices, but the liberal voices aren't going to go there. 
so what we have is this bifurcation, this split of free speech. Go over here and listen to the, this is almost what happened. This is like what happened with cable news. Go over here if you want to hear the conservative side, the conservative voices, and go over here if you want to hear the progressive side now. I can't even call them liberals because they're not liberals. They're progressives. And you go here and you get this view. You go over there and you get that view. And somewhere you're supposed to find the truth. But my, my problem is, is why go to another platform? You know, and I say this ironically as I, as I post on YouTube and I post on Facebook and I, I also use Twitter. Um, I, you know, I signed up for a Gitter account just so I can see what the heck is going on over there. I, I doubt that I will use it just like Parler. When we already have all the technologies that all of this stuff run on, uh, the technologies that, that, that all of these things run on, the web, the internet, that's the platform. That's where you need to go. And what we should do, what everybody should do, is learn about, and it's not hard anymore. It's very easy. You don't have to get very technical at all to start your own website to get your own domain name. And while, yes, you can always be deplatformed, even if you are not on any of these services. So, like, I have my own website. I host my my podcast files. I self-host them. Um, you know, I, I have to pay... You know, what are, the, what are the connections between me and what you're hearing? You know, first, the the, the direct line... In a, in a linear fashion, first from, from my voice to the computer, from the computer across the internet. So I have to first go through my own ISP, which is Spectrum Cable. So that's the first uh, connection that can be cut and, and deplatform me. And while, yeah, I could go to, you know, I could use my Verizon wireless connection, but they can also deplatform me and keep me off. You know, and yes, I can move around. I can go to public Wi-Fi spots and I can do all this kind of stuff. But anyway, the, the first point of failure is your ISP, your connection to the internet. The next one is wherever you you are hosting your files. So I have my, you know, my, my personal website, kevinbay.com. And that is hosted on DreamHost. So I pay, you know, an annual fee for a virtual server, and I installed WordPress there where I host my, you know, my own blog plus some other uh, blog properties. It's also where I host the MP3 files for this podcast. And they have terms of service. You know, I, I haven't read through them recently, you know, but I, I'm sure it covers legal content. Um, but it's more broad-based because, you know, websites um, generally are policed by the people who operate the websites. So that's the next point of failure is the service where I host my website. But that's it. There's no other overlords. That's it. Th those are the only choke points between me and whoever's listening. Where if you're on Twitter... Um, yeah, you can open up another account and you can jump through all the hoops and and while it's a concentrated place for eyeballs, you know, you are subject to 
the political whims of whoever runs the company. It's their company. It's their platform. They could do with it what they want. And that's not to say it's not the same thing with DreamHost, but as far as I can tell across the history of the internet and websites, hosting companies, hosting websites generally are content agnostic. They don't care. You know, as long as you're not hosting illegal content like child porn or, you know, some crazy, uh, crazy stuff advocating, you know, the overthrow of the government. I, I, I'm, I'm sure even advocating the overthrow of the government might even be okay. But let's just say, you know, you're not making terroristic threats and all that kind of stuff. You're, you're keeping it just opinion-based like what I'm doing here or providing information from whatever it is that's your expertise. And what people can do, okay? And it's how you, how you get a hold of podcasts is using, um, you know, WordPress and all modern websites. Now, I haven't checked out Wix or anything like that, you know, one of the other more popular places where people make websites or Squarespace. Um, generally, an RSS feed is published and it's done automatically, especially if it's a blog. And an RSS feed, okay, it's simply a file that any modern browser or, you know, any, uh, there's, there are things called RSS readers or podcast apps. Podcast apps are essentially feed readers that, um, you know, read the media specific information and can play back the audio and in most cases video as well. So there's no gatekeeper between the content producer and the content consumer. You don't have to go through you, you don't have to worry about getting shadow banned on Twitter. You won't have to worry about getting shadow banned on Getter or Parler or have, having to worry about uh, you know something controversial that you said and now um, they're going to take down your account. You are your account. The internet is the platform. All you got to do is access it. So imagine now if you, if, you know, there, there used to be a lot of feed readers. Google got rid of theirs, you know, Google Reader. That would have been the best platform uh, or app, let's say, because the web and the internet are the platforms. Um, but the, the app and a simple RSS feed reader could replace Twitter, Facebook, you know, any of the social media um, apps and platforms. The only thing it really can't replace is something like YouTube because of video. Video content takes up a lot of space and takes up a lot of bandwidth. So that requires um, significant equipment. But, you know, using RSS... And RSS is an old technology. Let's see here. Initial release, RSS.9, Netscape, March 15th, 1999, 22 years ago. RSS 2.0 released March 30, 2009, 12 years ago. And if you don't know what RSS is, just you know, go to Wikipedia. They got a, you know, a decent uh, rundown of it. It stands for, you know, real simple syndication, or they, they have here really simple syndication. 
And it's just this, it's a text file. It's called XML, Extensible Markup Language. And it's auto-generated by, you know, like WordPress and, and other website software. And the reader just takes a look at this XML file. You know, you don't you don't have to know how to. You can learn how to put it together. It's not that hard to put it together. It's a, it's it's not hard to put it together, but it's uh, a pain in the ass to do it manually. You know, but it's just text, and it's not that difficult to read once you know how to how to read it. But it's it's old, and it's it's what um. It's what connects people with podcasting and podcasting two point and what they're doing at podcastindex.org, they have extended RSS, okay? They've added things to RSS, to an older technology that allows for transcripts, you know, so basically closed captioning um, in, your, in your podcast app, closed captioning in your podcast app. And uh, for chapters, so you can divide up your podcast in the chapter so people can jump around to the particular um, content that they want and images links um, so it's way more dynamic than it used to be just for podcasts it's sort of like watching a, a live blog stream across your podcast app they're also um, trying to implement cross app commenting which would bring more twitter-like function because you could have a conversation thread for a particular podcast. And you know, I would dare to say you could do that also for blog posts. So using a reader and you can have um, cross-app commenting in a reader app. So that, way, that would make it way more like Twitter. And now there are open source Twitter clones as well, like Mastodon and... Uh, podcastindex.org has their own uh, Mastodon instance and it, it works just like Twitter. And I think for right now um, the cross-app commenting uses some uh, open source Twitter-like clones for the commenting. But, you know, imagine that. They, it's the web, using the web in your own personal website and RSS feeds. I, you know, I wish I was better at explaining this stuff. But in my mind, I can see it. I can see, you know, there, there would be no gatekeepers between you and the content you want to consume and the comments you want to make. You know, and, and with oh, also what they're, what they're putting together too on Podcasting 2.0 is value for value model, which is streaming um, Bitcoin micropayments. Now you can you can stream micropayments, or you can not stream micropayments. You you can do one of the, you can do anything you want, but you know you can also donate uh, or pay, you know uh, what they call a boost, which is you know say you you like something in particular, so you can send a boost of a hundred satoshis. Or what's called a boostogram, where it's a paid uh, a boost, but with a message inside. So you can you can do that and communicate directly, and and you can 
it's more guaranteed that the person you want to reach will read your message if you're sending them a little bit of a payment or a tip, as Adam Curry hates, uh, along with the message. It's more likely to be read, even if it's negative. You know, but I can see if we can, if we can, if somebody, I wish I could write code and write apps. But I can, I can see it where the value, value for value gets implemented within a blog. Cross app commenting can get implemented within a blog, within the RSS feed, or using the RSS feed to facilitate all of this stuff. And then the internet is your Twitter. The internet is your getter, your parlor. You're not limited to that information silo. And then somebody like Dr. Malone doesn't have to worry about getting pl deplatformed from Twitter and moving on to another platform. He just keeps his website open. And anybody who doesn't want to consume his content just doesn't have to go there. You don't have to see it. And there's nobody there to silence you. Anyway, to me, to get, to get to the future of communications and the, and the internet, and especially freedom of speech across the United States, as well as the world, we need to learn more and get back to RSS. And that's all I got.